And now, Hangar 56 Media presents Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. Toilet flushes. Zuckerman washes his hands as he prepares to record. How are you guys? Hope you're doing well. Uh, I've got a terrific show for you today. A little later, uh, Maserati. We're giving Maserati some love. Andy Love, some literal love, um, who is the director of brand and sales, is going to be calling in and telling us about everything that's going on with Maserati. That brand, I have not been, um, I haven't been driving the cars. So I'm interested in seeing what they're like. Um, today's episode is being sponsored by pcarmarket.com thank you guys we'll be talking about them a little later um and i'm here with zuckerman who is uh looking under bags he's grabbing his mask he's he's burped he's belching and about what do you we don't need your phone we need you to sit down to the microphone here god it's like a petulant child every every show i have to wrangle you why are you making me wrangle you why you want me on the show <laughs> because i'm a petulant child Say is hello. why i'm on the show hello everybody right. and welcome to another episode of seldom yeah. in doubt <laughs> you're, getting, you're being too loud seldom right but never in doubt i'm gonna take out my headphones here because everything sounds okay um take out your dick ears <clears throat> you didn't show up yesterday for the cars and coffee and boy what a uh what a little day we had did you do you know anything that i'm about to tell you Apparently not, with that kind of a lead in. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, right around 10 o'clock the night before our Cars and Coffee, which canceled. is every Sunday between 8 and 10. No, 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 sir. No, 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 sir. Um, somebody DM'd me on Instagram and said, hey, I got a tip that the uh, Malibu Country Mart is going to try to shut down the Cars and Coffee. Uh, the police are involved, and they're going to have security out there. So uh, I, I sent word around to a couple friends of mine who I was meeting there. I was also meeting the folks from Porsche there, Porsche PR. We've got something brewing with them that's, that we'll tell you about later. That's some fun. Um, uh, but, you know, what a day for them to be coming by and everybody else. But everybody's cool, so we, we show up. Uh, I'm halfway there in the uh, Porsche 718 Spider, and a friend of mine sends me a picture. They've shut down one of the lots. So there is there was an attempt, Zuckerman. Let me I need to engage you with this. You can't be looking at your phone. I need to they tell you. Nobody this. knows. I'm listening to you. Well, so yeah, I know lots, because now I'm telling a story to a guy was, looking at his phone. One of the lots. Was I want shut your down. involvement. So here's what here's what they did. They shut down the lot where marmalade is. OK, except. The entrances to it were open. They have to be. Okay. Wait, How wait. are they going to tell the difference between... There a- was a sign that said, the Malibu Country Mart uh, will no longer have any car events just by itself. And then they had roped off. If you imagine, you know where Bill's lot is? Yes. The Malibu Kitchen. Then there's that little kind of uh, place to kind of go through right. to the bigger lot. They put a little papery rope there, like a little pool rope. <laughs> <laughs> that said you can't move from place to place. And then they had one of the entrances blocked and the other, there was a pimply-faced kid security guard, right? Now, so by the time I got there, the show the show's right around 8 o'clock. I got there at 7.30 anticipating there was going to be some trouble. I, I pulled right into that lot that they said wasn't open. And as I pulled in, the pimply-faced security kid came over and he goes, you know, 
you know, we can't have cars here. There's no car shows here. It's just for customers. Oh, which you are. <laughs> which I am. I'm coming there for coffee. I said, I'm coming. He goes, yeah, well, the coffee places aren't open. And I, and I turned around and I said, well, yeah, Marmalade's open, as is this other coffee place next door to it. And this poor kid, I felt bad for him because they, they, they sent this kid into a, you know, a lion's den of insanity, right? As I pull in, about 40 other cars pull in at the same time. And everybody's just looking at the kid going, what? What are you talking about? We're all parking our cars and going to get coffee, and then we're going to look at our cars. And then we're going to clear out of here at 10. And by the way, all the, all the restaurants here are going to make a lot of money. So leave us alone. I, I went onto the wire, and I talked to my friends. I go, does anybody understand what's happening here? The show happens as the show happens, right? People are pulling in on either side. They had to go around the, the little rope. Um, and everybody's parking and talking cars like usual and even putting their arm up on the sign that says no more car events here, even though we're all just customers and this isn't a former cars and coffee. There are lots of elements of this, Zuckerman, that are funny. So at the beginning, Matt Farah pulls in. Some guy leans in. in his, he's got his Lamborghini. He pulls in right in front of Bill's, and some guy leans in, and I see Matt just kind of looking. He parks, and then he comes up, and he's mad. <clears throat> I'm like, what are you angry about? He goes, he goes oh, fireball. Fireball told me that this cars and coffee is over. And I'm like, who's Fireball? And he goes, you don't even, he says, the name just tells you everything you need to know. Fireball. <laughs> he's got his own cars and coffee. And word is he's jealous about this cars and coffee. And he's trying to shut this one down by using his connections. And I'm like, well, hold on. Oh There's a lot of unsubstantiated maybes, but I don't think that's it. But sure enough, I'm watching this, this guy in a denim suit, Fireball, going, yeah, it's over. Just turn around. This one's over. <laughs> I'm like, Fireball? What is Fireball even talking to people as they're pulling in? There's plenty of parking for everyone, right? And now the police show up. Now we've got police showing up. Um, but there's no organization. And they're there's flashing no lights. And they're, but they're saying things like, wear your mask. You can't stay if you're not a customer. <laughs> some people leave they're not writing tickets but then they're looking at the cars the guys are looking at, at the cars and then we have um a group of guys from we have fans in what's known as the task force for regional auto theft prevention and one of the officers from LAPD who's part of that theft auto theft prevention comes to this show. So he walks up. And I go, do you, do you have any idea what the sheriffs are doing? He goes, yeah. He goes, well, you've got one crime guy and you've got one traffic guy. He goes, the traffic guys are kind of just here because they had an issue with some Lamborghini guys in the canyons and followed them here. Now, this is a recurring theme, the uh, Lamborghini guys. Yes. Who have been making noise for the last few weeks, the Lamborghini guys. So follow that. They're now just looking at cars. They're just, they have their lights on, but they're just looking at the cool cars. He goes, the crime guys have been called by the Country Mart or this landlord on the one side because there are the two point. landlords, but there's nothing they can really do. And I was going to point that out. There is the Marmalade side is owned by one guy. Yes. And everything else is owned yes. by another guy, which is why they only had that little section roped off, because I guess yes. that landlord wanted to try to do something. But he controls at most 
30% of the parking lot. Now, word is the, the shop owners that he controls are furious because we've been bringing in a full Sunday morning of customers <laughs> who are buying. You know, I know Bill uh, can't figure it out, Bill, and I know you're listening right now and you don't want to leave or you're just under enough stress, and I understand. But Marmalade's jammed up now <laughs> from the moment they open until the mo- moment they close, as is the pop-up coffee shop next door. And by the way, Bill's has a n- nice big line. Wait, 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 wait. Marmalade is not having people dining indoors, are they? Or no, they've set takeout? up outdoor dining. They've set up outdoor dining out in front. Like what I was asking you, Bill. I know you're listening while you're baking the black and whites right now. I was asking you to do. And you'll, you'll see the wisdom in, in, in what I'm explaining to you eventually because you're making money. They're making money. They're full. If you've noticed, our 58 Speedster gang goes over there and they park there. They set up shop and they have big breakfasts. In any case. I prefer Bill's breakfast. I'm not saying anything bad about marmalade. I prefer Bill's. Of course. Me too. I just want to sit out. I mean, you can't sit. Now Bill has three tables out there, so you can't sit out there. In any case, Bruce Meyer shows up in this beautiful old Bugatti knows all of these officers and is talking to them and they're laughing. <clears throat> um, one of the motorcycle cops that works PCH, John, who uh, I've met through Marco Girassi, he, uh, it, while he's writing up tickets for everybody who's showing up to this event, he then comes to the event, takes off his helmet and looks at the cars. <laughs> so he's hanging out with us. It's kind of the lunchtime. Remember with the, uh, the Bugs Bunny commercial, the Coyote commercial? Right. What, what, what I mean, a cartoon? Where it was like they, they punched the clock and yes, the wolf. they punched and, the time clock right. and they go, and then they chill out at the Yeah, they chill out for lunch. That's exactly what's <laughs> happening there. Um, and, it, you know, the show then starts to pick up steam as it's like 10 o'clock. But again, so many different stories about what's happening. But one recurring theme is Lamborghini guys are showing up and making too much noise. Lamborghini. Is that a surprise? <clears throat> and at 10 o'clock, right before I left, who shows up? The beautiful cars, they're all beautiful Lamborghinis, and they start revving their goddamn engines. And I think this is where we have an issue. Because, you know, the safety and the protocol for COVID-19, we're hitting that every week. Most people are doing it now. People are social distancing. We've been doing it for a while. There's no outbreak tied to our cars and coffee show. And I think people are being really respectful of other people in distance, et cetera, et cetera. However... Where we're not being respectful, and I don't mean we, the car community, the Lamborghini guys. And I'm a Lamborghini fan, but these idiots who are coming here and revving the engine for no reason. I didn't think it was a big deal. Apparently, it's a big deal to the people of Malibu. It's like the South Park Harley Davidson episode. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, And look, this is the only place you can get together these days. The only place that's like it. And there's some cool metal showing up. There was a, a, a Lancia... 037 Stradale. Wow. Car I didn't even know existed. Oh, beautiful. Amazing. Uh, this light blue, sky blue color. I don't know the color, but, uh, but Lancia shows up. Uh, you may have seen it on my Instagram feed. Just another car I'd never seen before. Like I said, Bruce Meyer is showing up in, these, in this rare metal. We, we had a Veyron there. We had the usual assortment of cool things. There was a Cadillac Eldorado there, Zuckerman. It was the Brom with the stainless steel Did top. Did you see that one in my yeah, feet? Yeah, it was fantastic. The mind blower of all mind blowers. These big pontoony bumper guards and all the... Do you all know the, those things were built in Italy? 
I didn't know that. Yes, they were they were hand built in Italy, and I think at the time those Eldorado bromes was something like thirteen thousand dollars more expensive than a Rolls Royce at the same time. Well, an old guy in it, original owner, I think, you know, <laughs> sitting there showing us the car. It has the big pontoony bumper guards right. in the front, so you can stand the there Dagmars. and listen to every goofball car guy make a boobs joke and go, oh, <laughs> like he's the first one to think of it. I like those. Those look like double D's, you know, just one after another, make the same joke, which I kind of li I like that. I like when people make the same joke to hear how everybody's kind of the same dopes dopes. But um, look, we love doing this show. We love having this show. We're on that tr familiar cars and coffee trajectory where the thing starts. It gets big. Somebody's doing something. And then. Now we're in the they're going to try to shut this down phase. I'm guessing they'll either come at us with more heat next week. Or Fireball or will not. start something competing. Except Fireball. <laughs> do you know who Fireball no, is? I have no clue who Fireball <laughs> is. But Now, I don't want, by the way, I, I don't want to cast dispersions towards Fireball because I, I guess he runs that Malibu. Right. And his problem is, is he can't get a public lot like he did. <laughs> I'm assuming he's one of the guys that ran one yeah. of the cars and coffees yes. at the at the Correct. Bluffs Park or yes. something like that. And he can't. This do is his so much thing. like Anchorman, by the way. Yes. We're about to have a feud with Fireball over I was cars thinking, and coffee. I was thinking Wisteria Lane, more like Desperate Housewives. <laughs> but I'm guessing I'm going to hear from Fireball, and he's going to say he had nothing to do with this. But there were a lot of people okay. who believed that he was responsible for trying well, to get this shut down to read. Because he was jealous. Now, how they know that, who knows? Okay. I don't believe it. But I don't now, believe Fireball, it. I'm going to add to my imaginary fight league. It's going to be Fireball <laughs> versus Farah versus Lieberman. I think, by the way, Fireball could take everybody. I think Fireball could take everybody. Just by the name? I, no, I, I just had a look at him. He looks like a guy who would do that. He could he could be that guy. So you think he could be But I didn't understand cars and coffee jealousy. I didn't <laughs> <laughs> That's the part that really confused me. Like nobody's making... to come and stand around in my parking oh, lot. <laughs> there's you don't get anything out of this. It's just you get people are hanging out, but there's no money. There's no nothing. There's no I I don't know what that's the part I didn't understand. And they can all fight the ghost of Andy Cohen then. <clears throat> you know, um, I mentioned that this episode is sponsored by pcarmarket.com. And that's not P-E-E, -E, it's just P. My wife was doing a fundraiser. She said, could we sell a 60-minute spot uh, in your show? I said, yes. They put it on eBay. She said, look, if, it, if th this thing gets up to $1,000, uh, you're going to get lucky this weekend. Well, guess what? Times six. Times six. Okay, does that mean you get lucky six weekends in a row? <laughs> this is being negotiated yeah. right now. Yes. <laughs> she never expected it to do well, but we sold one. I thought we sold one ad uh, right away uh, for more than half of that, and then the number two guy also got a spot. We're going to give him a spot. But our winner, and I thought, you know, we've had some controversial, controversial shows of late. There are people who have come up. I thought – People would use this as an opportunity because I said, I'll read anything. Zuckerman, you'll read anything. We will do anything for 60 minutes. I thought they would use this as an opportunity for revenge. But no, our winner was the folks at P Car Market. And you know who these guys are, yeah, right? Yeah, they're fantastic. They are the bring a trailer of Porsche. They're bring a trailer, but just for Porsche. I'm going to read their ad now. So, uh, Will? Start the music. <clears throat> it's no secret that the Porsche community is like no other, and no company understands this more than P Car Market. 
The incomparable passion behind the brand is as much a phenomenon as the cars themselves. Whether you are a Porsche enthusiast, racer, or a collector like we are, P-Car Market celebrates you and provides the world's fastest growing exclusively Porsche auction marketplace. If you're going to sell a Porsche, P-Car Market has the global audience you need. If you're looking to buy, you will find a constant daily renewal of cars to choose from. They also send out a little email newsletter, which I get every two days. And I look at it because it's got cool Porsches on it. It's no secret that the seven-day auction format is the newest and most effective way to buy and sell. And for Porsche, there's no better choice than P-Car Market. The P-Car Market live weekly podcast. So after they do have a week of sales, they do a podcast about the sales, which I thought was pretty smart. Yeah. They have special guests. They take you inside the market and how it worked out. So subscribe to P Car Market. That's P C A R Market Live. They have a YouTube channel. You can listen on Spotify. You can consign your Porsche and register to bid today. P Car Market. The world is watching you. <clears throat> They're awesome. Thank you guys for sponsoring huge, us. Huge, huge. Thank you. They are just a couple of salient facts. You can stop the music now, Will. Um, they do. They send out this email that you get. Um, that shows the cars that are for sale. And if you're just a Porsche guy, this is bring a trailer for Porsche. Notably, Zuckerman, mm-hmm. they sold the one-off liquid chrome blue metallic GT3 RS. We know that car. That Jerry Seinfeld built. Yes. They've sold several high-profile cars, including Magnus Walker and Rod Emery builds. So there you go, guys. Do you understand the quality of Porsche? You're always bothering me and Zuckerman with where can we get a car? Here. Pay attention to these guys. They're selling them every week. PCARmarket.com. Go there. PCARmarket.com. PCARmarket.com. Thank you guys for uh, bidding and uh, doing that bit of fundraising for us. Uh, Really sweet of you. Um, They're our friends on the East Coast, Zuckerman. We've got these guys. Yes. These guys are all on the East Coast. Our Porsche buddies on the East Coast. Speaking of Porsche, though. The Cars and Coffee event, Zuckerman, I drove the 718 Porsche Spider. I saw it. What a beautiful and car. Gentian Blue. Let what me kind give of you blue? Some. Gentian. G-E-N-T-I-A-N. I like how you had to look up. It was like the spelling bee. You had to well, look I up. I was G- wondering why you were having e- a hard time with it. You know what? I got to blow my nose. Just talk about that car and what you thought about it. Well, <laughs> I didn't drive it, but I saw it. First of all. It is like a baby speedster. I'm really taken with the looks of this car. They executed this 718 Spider perfectly. It looks I, good, it right? It looks really good. And I, it's not like I would definitely, I would proudly drive this car. I would not feel that I'm somehow driving a lesser car, uh, an entry-level car, like a, some sort of beginner training wheel car. I would drive this car and I would, I would think I'm fucking cool. Uh, it looks so great. The, co- the color on the car was fantastic. I like yeah, the little yeah. Speedster bumps on the back clamshell, uh, and it sounded good. It and sounds it, good too. Well, let me give pipes. you let me give you the, the specs on it, and then we can discuss it. Um, new four point zero liter naturally aspirated flat Woo-hoo. six engine, developing four hundred fourteen horsepower, three hundred nine foot pounds of torque. Uh, Redline eight K, entirely new sport exhaust system. Standard six-speed manual transmission. Um, there is going to be a seven-speed PDK offered later uh, on. They haven't said when. Um, I believe it's a 718 Cayman GT4 and 718 Spider that's going to both have it. 
Um, GT4 and Spider now share the motorsport-inspired chassis with 991.2 GT3 front axle and GT4 Spider-specific rear axle that allow for individual anti-roll bar, camber, toe, and ride height adjustments. 0 to 60, 4.2 seconds. Top speed, 187. The 718 Spider uh, starts at 96,300. How do they arrive at these? What's the 300 for? The antenna, the radial, <laughs> the radio antenna. We one. have a good idea. <laughs> Plus, uh, 1350 for delivery. I think the the car I drove was 102 and change uh, total. A lot of money, but this is a four liter flat six <clears throat> something they've never put in that kind of a so let platform. Me, let me tell you my experience with it because they dropped it off, and I was hopping out of the Bentley, which we'll uh, talk about next week, um, and getting into this. Here's the first thing I noticed about it. It is small. Really small. It's small. You know how hard it is to get a, a new car that's small, right? You sit down in it. You look at the steering wheel. There are no buttons on the steering wheel. It's just a steering wheel, right? And you're in this small car. And for a couple days, I couldn't, you know, I erased what I thought, you know, I like box dresses with a PDK a lot, and I thought I was getting something in that neighborhood. But I didn't. When I sat down in this, I go, this isn't that. This is a new type of thing. And for a couple of days, I was confused. And I called Seinfeld up, too. And I couldn't reach him. But I was like, I need, I need you to tell me what this car is about. But after driving it for the week and then that Saturday drive, it all made sense. This is about a retro little experience. The 550, the 50, 550. 50 or 58 Speedster of yes. modern Porsches. And... It very quickly gets under your skin as unique in that way. It, you know, that drive out to Malibu yesterday for the cars and coffee was spectacular. The, the speed with which this thing moves, the way it takes turns, like we were taking some turns in the canyons in it. We were taking some turns on sunset. It's just like keep going. You can go faster if you want. I didn't because those are public roads, but it is on rails and you're shifting gears. And there's a beautiful, like, analog, aside from it being naturally aspirated, which feels analog and mechanical to me, at the roof, right? You Electronically, if the roof is, if you want to put it down, it opens up. The latch pops. The latch pops. But then after that, you take over. Exactly. And I thought that was weird. But then. It's fun. I, then I remembered what, the, then when I was understanding this car, I realized why they did that. Some it's, it's user participation. It's this car asks you to participate, right? And it's exactly that, Zuckerman. It's got a great little uh, rev matching button. It's got all sorts of fun little things that you can press to make it sound good and and not sound. There's been some complaints about the sound of the car. Oh, it sounds good. Sound kicks in like right around five thousand RPMs, and it's <clears throat> and it sounds great. Yeah, I have no no problems with this. I don't know. I think there's been an era of sound that was happening right around the time the Jaguar F type came out. And I was like, God, that sounds illegal right around Almost there. Too much. I honestly, I think that era of noise for new cars over. is over. I think the, and, and, and I say that not because I'm declaring it over because the new cars I'm driving, like that new Ferrari I drove, they can get up there, but they don't get up there as, as easily. And like I, the think F8, that there are, the I think spider. there are sound, there are sound requirements, particularly yes. in Europe. You cannot exceed a certain level of decibels. And it's not a bad idea. 
So the, that F type was a little bit too much when you put it on. Yeah. Extra sporty mode. No, it was, it was illegal. Let's face it. That was an illegally loud sound when you had it, the uh, the trombone buttons pushed, <laughs> 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 which is fun. And I like to do it. I also like to turn it up. The complaint about the, you know, there are a couple of things that people have mentioned about this spider that I didn't get. Like it does have a long second gear. So you're riding second gear up to around, you know, maybe. That, that was the Matt Farrer complaint, right? Seventy. I found like you can ride it up to, it's either 75 or 78 miles an hour. Second gear, right? But there were plenty of times where I was flying around in third gear just like any other car in the canyons. I, I stayed in third gear. But if you want to hear that sound and push it above 5,000 RPM, you're in second gear. And why you would complain about that, I don't know. It you is a just, super were, long It's if, a super long gear. So that's, that's your canyon <clears throat> gear. You're just in second the whole time. You can be or you can be in third. There's right. plenty of torque to keep it in third. I, I noticed that the first couple of days, and then it all went away when I stopped thinking about shifting gears and just used the car. And this is one of those cars that very quickly becomes an extension of you and thinking and your driving. Do you know what I mean by that? Mm -hmm. When suddenly it's just doing what you want it to do and you're not even thinking it's about the, it. It's the original Tangerine RS feeling. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. Is, it, or, a G, or a 997 GT3. There's a certain telepathic element to the car. Like, I want to be accelerating. Yes. You're at that speed already. I want to be in that lane. You're suddenly in that lane. Yeah. And that immediacy. Car, and the car's fun. And it's got, you know, it's got the frunk and then... It has the mechanical, like uh, the roof and back, but you can. It's got a big trunk in the back too. It's, it's your, the whole car is a winner. What color would you go white in that car? The gentian blue I loved, and and everyone loved it. But it's not what I would choose for this car. I would uh, I would almost go in a simple silver with a blue interior. I'm craving that, like a darker blue. And I'm thinking white with, with a black interior. That would be cool. You know, if you were out there going, hey, I didn't get my hands on a 991 Speedster, you this know, here's it. here's one for a third of the price, and you're going to get the same sort of enjoyment out of it. It's the same and sort of deal. Probably wouldn't be that hard to maybe chip it, they, because they're keeping that they're keeping that horsepower unnaturally low for that, for yeah. that for this yeah. application. They don't want the car to necessarily compete no. with a 911. <clears throat> so yes, you and then Ferris said you could redo the gearing. But that would be very expensive. That's a $20,000 job. No, you wouldn't do that. There's no reason to do that. That's a characteristic of the car. You know, if you look forward 20 years, you're going to laugh and go, oh, that's just the way the car was. That's right, the way they right, built it. It's right. one of those things. We had I, really, I accept it. I'm, I'm fine with it. I thought that was a fun ride out because I was in my 89, 930. Yeah. And, yeah. and I was... I had to work to keep up with yeah, you for it's sure. Yeah, fast, right? It's really, really fast, and it, and it gave me a lot of pleasure chasing <clears throat> it because you were setting down the line and setting down the path, <laughs> and and so it gave me something to uh, to hold on to because a nine thirty can be a little bit yeah, of, yeah. of a beast. But there's no way you can you can chase that thing around turns. It's just rails. It's rail that's connected to the road. I love it. I think it's a great car. Um, big win. Big big win. Now I'm thinking. You saw me thinking. I'm like thinking. Yeah, Who can what? I rope into this? <laughs> you have a speedster, though. You have something just as wonderful. Yeah, true. You know, Porsche just has so many things across the board that are juicy and delicious to drive. What else do you need? I don't need anything. You don't. We have a couple of house cleaning uh, things. Our GT2 RS. If you're interested in buying a GT2 RS, is at Porsche Santa Clarita right now. Go, go check it out there. As I think I mentioned in a previous podcast, 
uh, two of the three owners of this car have voted to sell it. <laughs> I, I, I was de- declining the sale, but in a Plan Z situation, that's Majority how it works. Rules. Majority rules, and I've made my peace with it. But if you're interested in getting our Chalk GT2 RS, Dean over at Porsche Santa Clarita has it, and uh, you should definitely buy that car. And Great if you do, car. maybe I'll Plan Z it with you instead uh. of these guys. Um, also, the Zagato came back... Um, from Will Hoyt and after it's tightening and refreshing. We're looking for a solution, though, for the rear view mirror, which hangs down, and I believe you said it's a 356B mirror, standard right. Porsche. And the, the stem is too short for the way the roof was it's, cut yeah, down. Now, wait, the, sta- the stem is standard mirror stem length. Right, exactly. So, so we need we, a longer stem. We need to How have, could we elongate that? Could we weld a piece on the very end or so it some, hang a down A machinist lower? must make us a longer stem and chrome it right so we could buy a separate mirror send it to somebody who's listening right now <laughs> to make a longer stem and make your stem longer <laughs> yes to put the stem on Is the it- penis table <laughs> <laughs> we need the porsche mirror penis table right that's what we're looking so, for and parents speaking going back to last week's discussion it would appear that kim jong-un is not dead he has not expired on the penis table. Do you think? <laughs> do you think that people who aren't dead have this controversy with they're dead or they're alive? They don't. It, ten, generally, there's one beat of the story. Like if it's, you know, if it's Klinger, the guy who played Klinger is Mash. He's dead or he's still alive. Okay, it's usually it, he emerges and goes, "No, I'm still alive." Or yes, he is indeed this dead. This is the Hermit Kingdom. But and this were, back and forth means he's probably dead. There are plenty of people outside of North Korea who would like to destabilize with some sort of compromise or fake kind of news about his He hasn't been seen. They have the guy that looks like the fake guy there, and he hasn't been seen in a real meaningful way. Can you get the show booker to have him on? Have the show booker <laughs> I would call. Love we to want, have him we on. want the fake Kim Jong-un body double here. There's a lot of folks that uh, I'd love to have on. But, yeah, that would be amazing to have someone from the North Korean government on our – how do I pitch – how do I even pitch that to them? Mm. <laughs> Everybody likes cars, even <clears throat> in the Hermit Kingdom. Okay, well, explain this fucking insanity over the gas gauge <laughs> wow. to me. Right now, here I am on the, on other, the, spot. the other side of the courtroom. Am I the defendant? Yes, you are. <laughs> All right. Guilty already. Okay. One of the issues we were having with the Zagato is the uh, the gas tank wasn't constructed right at, when it came out of Italy, when it came out of the Zagato factory, which wasn't a big deal. John Wilhoyt fabricated the new gas tank and then put a new fuel sender in it. But if you you know the folks what this car looks like, the front end is much slimmer. There's less capacity in the front uh, boot. So the gas tank is rather flat and upright. Cut down. It's not even as high. It's not doesn't even resemble the old one. Yeah, it's not a square box like a normal 356 that sits level. It sits slanted and it's thin. So the fuel sender is in the center of that tank and pushes down into it, and as such has trouble reading rather uh, full and empty. And the way Mr. Wilhoit set it up, uh, which you think was rather logical, and maybe it is. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about was that when you filled up the gas tank, it would only go up a little over half or to three-quarters full. In other words, when you fill, you know how you fill up your gas and then you turn it on? What's the first thing you do? You look at your gauge and you want it to say F or F plus even there. That makes me, yeah, I yeah. feel happy, right? 
This one would just go to a little under three quarters, and I'd feel gypped. And then it would run down to empty very accurately. Right, because the way it's constructed, the gauge was not going to be... It just can't cover the whole thing. It can't cover the whole thing yet. We don't have that solution yet. So the question... I called uh, Wilhoyd up when we sent the car, and I said, I want... I need to know that this thing is full when it's full to feel psychologically okay. That when I fill it up, that it's got it's full. And when it doesn't get there, I feel like a, there's a core. Well, what's the flip side? In the in the, what? Well, yeah, but what's the flip side of this? Is that it doesn't read empty truly? Right. It, I don't. I don't. I rarely get to empty anyways, and okay, I'm not worried about that. We don't know when empty is now. Empty is at about a quarter of a tank. I can live with that. And now, Zuckerman, you called up, and both you and Wilhoyd disagree. Of course, you, would, you want to know when it's empty. Now, if you, if you filled it up yourself the way you fill this car up, yes. you're going to know it's full. You, you know it's full. You no, need I, to know when it's going to be empty. Do you, by the way, do you guess, like, when you're almost on pissing, do you shove it back in? You're all right knowing you're full, but you don't really care when it's empty. This is a specious argument, sir. <laughs> Let me tell you. I think the listeners will understand. <clears throat> I you think the listeners understand this, and I think we all do it. I think it's human nature, after you filled up your tank, to look at that gauge and feel good for a minute. When we charge our phone and it's 100%, we feel charged. Seinfeld even does a joke about this in his routine, that when his, his rectangle is charged, and as it goes down, your body starts to go down, I too. I understand, but I also like the part, if it got full at three-quarters of a tank, it's not going to move for a while. You're going to be stuck at three quarters. It's only when it starts I to know, move. But it feels don't it feels so unsatisfying. No, that that oh, you're I that you can't get know. to the top. I would rather know when to fill the fucking car up. You fill it up at a quarter now. <laughs> when it gets right. down there, you, you put your dick back in. It could be empty. <laughs> look, it could way, not be here, empty. Here, look. Let's talk another reality. The way you and I drive cars, right? We we take these cars out. Generally, we'll drive them back to our house and they'll just sit in our home garage while we're using other stuff. And then we make sure we fill them up before we leave them for each other. Right. True. I can't think of a time where I've actually run the gas down to zero other than my dailies. You know, the new Land Rover. I, you know, my Speedster, I maybe I feel like I fill that thing up twice a year. I can remember when we ran out of gas. Where? Then we actually in the Zagato. But yeah. that wasn't quite running. That wasn't out. running out of that gas. That wasn't really running out of gas. <laughs> More that to come on different. that story later. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that was part of the problem with the gas tank, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, I was just wrapping up that story that settled this argument for me and Zuckerman. I don't know Set- if we can have a poll. Yes. Would you rather a poll? Would you rather have a, a vote? No, a poll, an Instagram poll. Oh, yes, you're when you're this you're comes making out. a when this comes out, we can have the yes Hold the no. mic to your mouth. Shut up. I'll kill you. I'm going to strangle you. I'm going to uh, garret you with the, with the cord. Cabron. <laughs> Cabron. Speaking of Cabron. <clears throat> okay, we're going to do a poll. You guys will let us know what you think. Would you rather have it show full? True full or true empty? True full. No, what does that mean? True empty or true full. The way we had it set up, it would not read true full, but it would right. certainly tell you when it's empty. So now it will tell you when it's full, full, but it won't tell you when or it's empty. true empty. Look on our stories. I'll put it on my story, and uh, and we'll we'll do a little poll. How much you want to bet? Because I'm going to win. Well, now you're loading the deck. Okay. It, now you're just yeah. Now you're making people vote for us. 
You do think they want? No, no, no. I don't want people to vote on personality on who's a fan of who. Okay. I just want the real deal from people. The real yes. deal. Call it like you see it, <clears throat> and we're going to bet twenty bucks. You, I will tell you right now, have the more logical argument. I have the psychological OCD Porsche guy argument. <laughs> I.e. the psychologically you, see, you, you can ask the question this way. Would you rather show true empty or never show empty? I would rather never show empty because I don't want empty I, I isn't a good die. feeling. I don't want to <laughs> die. Right, exactly. This is your fear. Okay, we brought it back to fear of dying. Anyway. I want to say something. Yes. You've been, you were pushing me to watch zero, zero, zero. And I yes. actually took your advice for once. I don't like taking your advice all that much. <laughs> kind of like sibling rivalry. I've got good TV show advice. This for show sure. is one of the best fucking streamers Great. I've ever seen. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's better than Narcos. Really? I do. Wow. I really this like it. I, I like, I like the Mexico and I like the Italy. Those two are 10 out of 10. Those, the, right. the USA stuff, it, it's a little bit weaker at times, but the Mexico shit and the Italy shit is it's great. fucking fantastic. Yeah, whenever you have gritty crime drug dramas in Mexico and or Italy, you have me and Zuckerman in the impoverished towns. But it will even take one in Rome. And then the whole, forget about, I'm also reading the Don Winslow book still, The Cartel. Yeah, so, so you're I'm watching zero, for you. zero, 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 and then going to my room and reading that book. And I'm, uh, it's so amazing. Just amazing stuff. A real home run. All right, let's, uh, let's talk to Andy Love. Andy, uh, a little while ago, Maserati called up and said, hey, have you been following what we're up to? And I said, you know, um, I love the vintage Maserati cars. I really have not been in the modern stuff. I don't know who buys them. I don't know much about anything. And they said, well, we're going to put uh, Andy Love in touch with you, um, and he's going to tell you what we have planned, and we're going to put you in a bunch of press cars, and then you can review those. So here is my interview with Andy Love from Maserati. Where are you zooming in from? I'm zooming in for Oxford, Michigan, just north of uh, Detroit. Wow. That's where uh, Maserati is based these days? Uh, yeah, well, in, in uh, North America, we're based in Auburn Hills, yes. Um, wow. Again, just north of Detroit, yep. Okay, and tell us again what you do for the company. So I manage uh, sales and the brand for North America. So uh, the product, um, sales, incentives, um, programs, and kind of changing the product as much as we can uh, to make sure it fits for uh, uh, both the United States and Canadian markets. Well, terrific. Um, <clears throat> I got an email not long ago that said you guys were, you know, launching some new products, some new cars, some new SUVs. Tell me just in general, first of all, because I don't check in with the brand Maserati a lot. What, what, what's going on with Maserati lately? Yeah, well, we're at kind of the, the edge of a big product kind of renaissance. Um, we just you know, we just uh, revealed some new high-end performance models with our Trofeos. But backing up, um, currently we have uh, in production, we have two sedans, uh, a Ghibli and a Quattroporte. We have mm -hmm. a midsize SUV in our Levante. Um, and we just went out of production of our Gran Turismo um, two-door um, sports car. Uh, that'll be out of market for about a year before the new one comes. So, um that's our current lineup today is, is effectively two sedans and one SUV. And um, we're about to start adding to that lineup um, over the next four years. We have, I think, what, 10 either refreshed or all new vehicles coming. So, um, wow. yeah, exciting time. 
Yeah. And and <clears throat> where is the, where are we making these cars? Where in Italy do we do? Um, that? Well, uh, we're kind of split. We between Turin, we have two plants uh, in and around Turin, uh, Italy, and then we're headquartered out of Modena, uh, and that's where you know our sports cars are typically built. Uh, more of the hand built ones are built in Turin, um, and the more traditional assembly lines are are more in uh, I'm sorry in Modena, and then in the uh, sedans and the the Levante right now are built in Turin. Or in and around turn, and and uh, this Trofeo you're talking about, I just pulled it up here. The Levante Trofeo that you just launched, it's 590 horsepower, uh, zero to sixty in three point seven seconds. V eight. Yeah, <laughs> this seems like an interesting uh, SUV. Is this a midsize SUV? Yeah, so we um, we did launch the the Levante about a year ago. Um, right. We just added to that with our Ghibli and Quattroporte. So we haven't had Trofeo models of the sedan. So um, we launched the Levante, like I said, about a year ago, um, and they're all coming with the the same, you know, twin turbo uh, V8, um, who uh, is is currently being built by Ferrari. Does Maserati have any sort of classic program? Do they take the old cars at the factory and fix them up like uh, Porsche and Land Rover, and Ferrari? Not currently. It's definitely something that, uh, you know, we've looked into, uh, but not uh, not currently. But it's something that uh, I would say that we're looking into for sure. Yeah, because those old cars are so beautiful. You know, uh, I always kind of look at them the same way as I look at the old Ferraris. Um, and it would be nice to kind of connect that lineage that history legacy to these new cars who is your maserati buyer who is that that person that buys these cars um well i mean in terms of and just buying trofeos or maserati in general i just maserati in general like who who is that customer you know i think our customer i mean we've seen you know versus the the averages in the segment we're a little bit younger uh about 10 years younger than than average even for the segments that we play in um i think it's someone that so is is looking for a little bit more youthful um character in the cars if if that makes sense i think it uh you know between the attitude that the cars provide whether it's the exhaust note or just the design language uh i think the people that get maseratis want to stand out and not just drive what everybody else is driving um i think that's you're cute. definitely right with the exhaust note because i have uh two dads who use my street as a cut through to get their kids to school <laughs> Nice. <laughs> in Maseratis, uh, they are uh, making noise going up and down the street. And they always seem to, they love to make the noise as they're going by. It really makes me laugh. Like they're, as they're pulling up, the, that's like the brand to me. That's what I think about uh, first when I think about these cars. But admittedly, I have just not driven your new cars lately. Yeah, we need to fix that. But uh... mm, yeah, I, I think I'm about to do a run of press cars, which I'm excited about. I've always loved the brand and I, you know, I love the sound. I want to be like those other dads. Um, what should I drive? Like, you know, what, what do we have happening in Maserati right now? So I should be. Yeah. So I'll just kind of walk you through what's going on. So okay, we've, um, you know, we've announced at least at a high level to the investment community, what our plans are for the next call it four years. Um, but starting right now, we just we're kind of refreshing our current models this year for 21 model year. So the Ghibli, Quattroporte, and Levante are all getting a mild refresh, uh, inside and out, new radios, connectivity, all that stuff. Um, but we're also we just launched the top end models. So I mean, I, 
fits me. I always want to drive the top end model. Um, right. You know, so, you know, whether that's, I think it'd be pretty exciting when we get the Ghibli out because we've never had a V8 Ghibli. Um, so it's a pretty small sedan for, and it's got 580 horse. Um, yeah. You know, two top speeds, 203. I don't think you'd be able to really accomplish wow. that unless you have a long runway by your house. Mm-hmm. But, uh, um, I mean, that's, that's where I would start. I mean, I always like starting at the top personally. Wow. And then, that's amazing. And then we're going to reveal, um, in two weeks, we're revealing our, our brand new mid-engine sports car. So that's the MC20 that's coming. Really? Yeah. We so, haven't revealed that yet. No, that's <laughs> September 9th. September 9th is coming. So <clears throat> Right. And it's the MC20. Yep. And if you don't know if you remember, we had the MC12. I do um, remember that. Yeah. Yep. So this kind of pays homage to that, uh, along with, you know, what year it is this year, but I, I can't get too much into that one cause it's hasn't been revealed yet, but uh, we did launch a reveal. I don't know if you saw the engine that's coming in, in, in that vehicle. I'm looking at some of your launch materials right now. This is like, you know, I enjoy now knowing that there aren't real images of this out and looking at all the, you know, user generated images. Have you seen anything on the internet that looks oh, yeah. close? Uh, oh, yeah, well, here's... you know, I've, <laughs> yeah, it, it, people, are, <laughs> people are pretty good. I'll tell you that much. Um, but, uh, I'm looking I, at one on car and drivers specifically, this illustration yeah. by Andre Avavari. Yeah, now, with the white one. I think yeah, the white one. Yeah, I've seen this, that one. Yeah. And? Yeah, you can't well, say. I mean, <laughs> I think we got a great imagination. <laughs> I, uh, I, I. You know, where do these guys get these ideas? I mean, when they I mean, I always assume when I look at something that's user generated, that maybe they know something that I don't. But frequently, like, let's look at the Bronco. Frequently, you know, I got all excited about this one Bronco and Ford nailed this other Bronco, which is a beautiful truck in, mm-hmm. in and of itself. But I get excited about this user generated one. It wasn't even close. Yeah, and now I'm no. looking at this car on Car and Driver. That was posted April 10th. Colin uh, Beresford seemed to write about it, or did write about it. Um, and it's beautiful. Boy, is it a good-looking illustration, but we don't have any idea whether it's accurate or not. Well, did I you think, ever – go ahead. I think people are getting better and better. at. I mean, you take <laughs> – you take. I'm not suggesting that's close. I'm just saying, right. you know, we have – you know, there has been leaks of, of camouflaged MC20s out there. And whether, and whether they're true to body form or not – People can look at that and start and, you know, even with the camo, you can kind of figure out the overall design, not to mention, the, though, I, you know, they may take other, um, you know, we are owned by FCA. So, you know, they may look at uh, alphas and, and and try and coordinate. But, um, hey, we'll see. I, uh, I That's why it's exciting to have the actual reveal, you know, to see how close these guys uh, actually are. Right. What is the um, was the MC, yeah, the MC12 here that I'm looking at? You know, I had not seen one of these in person until I was at um, Monterey Car Week at Pebble Beach mm-hmm. um, three years ago. And we were standing outside a parking garage. Like, I remember the moment I heard that thing coming and then saw it. Um, very long and wide, amazing looking exotic car designed by uh, Frank Stevenson, if I'm not mistaken, who went on to Maserati. I mean, um, went on to McLaren. I, I think you're correct, yeah. Um, but boy, it's got such a presence. But it, again, it, that's a very big um, exotic car compared to what I'm looking at here with this MC20. 
well, these cars, are, are they supposed to be related in, in the same class or are they completely different animals? Um, I, you know, the, the MC-12 was a pretty, it was a very limited edition. You know, we only made, I think, 50 of the mm-hmm. normal versions globally um, with, I think we made another 16 race versions, something like that. So there, you're talking yeah, only yeah. like 65 cars. So right. that one was, a you know, I think a one-off. I think this one's going to have a lot more life to it um and and kind of be our halo for quite a while i don't think it's going to be a i see you know i think anymore you know you need to do that um i think you know creating cards only 50 unless you have a car right below it um you need something else to to drive the brand and and, and keep it fresh you know so what specs have you revealed on this car so like the Nutuno engine is the the biggest piece so this is our first uh, in a long time designed, engineered and be built by Maserati. Cause I think, you know, today our, our engines, while they're designed and engineered by Maserati are all made by Ferrari, um, in Marinello. So this, this is our first designed engineered and will be built by us. Um, you know, and it's also, you know, some using some F1 technology with that pre chamber combustion system that they have. Um, I mean, the, the, the efficiency on these things is crazy. I mean, you're getting, about 207 horsepower per liter out of a three liter engine. So 620 horse, 621 horse out of three liters V6. Wow. So it's, uh, that's what we re- re- revealed so far. Um, but it's, uh, it's crazy what, uh, they're able to do with these engines. A right two seater. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we haven't got into that yet, but you can pretty much just, <laughs> just say the turn. Uh, just, I can't even, I can't even think of the words. You can figure that out by looking at the images. <laughs> which may or may not be correct look yeah. if they if they if it doesn't look like this car and driver image i think you guys ought to make this car because this thing is gorgeous it really is a lovely little two-seater exotic that kind of gets me i get excited when i'm looking at this this uh here's what they say about it and you neither have to you don't have to confirm any of it but they're saying mid-season italian sport mid-engine italian sports car will be powered by a twin turbo v6 rumored to make 600 horsepower Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe uh, rumored to have a hybrid version later in its lifespan. Um, so, yeah, and, I can comment on some of that. So, I mean, we did okay. talk about 621 horse, and, you know, um, we have revealed to, you know, the greater investment community that we will have um, electrification across the lineup. So on every wow. vehicle we come out with, um, you know, we're going to have an electrification option. So, um whether that's this car or the other cars that we have in the lineup. So, right. And who do you guys, who are you targeting in the competition space? Like this, this model coming out, I will nine eleven owners. <laughs> I will let that speak to uh, when we launch the car. <laughs> I, uh, I, I want to be employed September 10th. So yeah, no, I get it. I get um, it. But I got to ask the, the hard hitting questions. Here. No, I get it. I mean, so that's the next car I'm ex- that we, need, we need to get you to drive. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about it. Well, when when can we drive this car? When so we're going to know about this. Let's see. This is uh, a, a show that is going to post next Wednesday, which I believe will be the second of September. So a week before this launch, and you're saying on the ninth, which uh, will be the following Wednesday, um, this car is going to be revealed. Correct. Yeah, yeah be revealed. And what do you? The ninth. Go ahead. And then, you know, for sale next year uh, over here. So, right. Uh, sometime in and, 2021. 
when you reveal it and unveil, what do we what do we have to look forward to? Is there a big dog and pony show, or is that changed because of COVID nineteen? How do well, you plan to reveal it? Yeah, I mean everything has changed, obviously with COVID. Um, but uh, yeah, we're going to have a, a a big reveal at least uh, in Modena. Uh, it will all be uh, visible digitally, so everyone can get on uh, the website Maserati USA and and go and watch it. Um, also be recorded, obviously if if someone can't make right. it, but yeah, it's going to be a big deal. It's also kind of, I think, the rebirth of Maserati um, and, and kind of get into our rebranding and also may have some other um, teasers of other vehicles that we have coming. Because right behind this car, we also have a new GT, a new Gran Turismo, Gran Cabrio uh, that are coming. We also have a new DUV, uh, which is a smaller, um, smaller UV to our Levante right now that's coming out. Um, so... You know, we have a lot of stuff uh, as well coming shortly after this. Well, I'm very excited to see all of it. Yeah, this no, is exciting. It is. It's uh, it's a it's an exciting time to be part of uh, and part of the brand for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you for uh, taking the time to chat with us this morning and catch us up on Maserati. We're mostly uh, Porsche listeners here, um, but you know, we love exotics. <laughs> we love fast cars that look cool. And Maserati is definitely, uh, definitely that. And this MC20, boy, boy, yeah. if, only, if it looks like this, I'm we just got to get you uh, in our car so you can actually, uh, you know, piss off your other. Yeah, neighbors. I'm doing that. No, I am. I'm about to do it, and I am very respectful of my neighbors <laughs> when I'm leaving and coming back to the neighborhood. For the most part. <clears throat> Andy, thank you for taking the time to chat with us. It was nice to hear from you and hear about the brand. And um, congratulations on the new car and good luck with the launch. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate the time. Okay. Take care, man. You too. That was it. We learned a lot about Maserati, didn't we, Zuckerman? <laughs> Tons. <laughs> you didn't hear it. I wasn't We're there. We're still sitting here, like, from the top of the show. It was like a <laughs> one-second break. Um, but that's all the time we have for you. Um, our thanks again to pcarmarket.com. You guys got to check them out. You got to sign up for the newsletter. Give them your email address. You'll love it. Porsche fans, you will love it. Um, they're the bring a trailer of Porsche. How about that? We all know how well bring a trailer did. Pcar market is the next one to follow pcarmarket.com. That's all the show we have for you. Uh, we'll see you next week on spikes car radio. Don't forget to leave a review and subscribe. Thanks for listening to Spikes Car Radio, brought to you by Hangar 56. Listen to new episodes every Wednesday, and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.